Maybe you've seen the show on Netflix, but it's called The Great British Baking Show. It was recently introduced to me, and I just delight in that show. It is wonderfully and quintessentially British in every way, but then it's really cool to see all of these things. I've never really baked in my entire life. But as I was sitting there on Friday watching an episode on my day off and being tempted mightily by those delectable sweets, I was thinking about how the show in many ways, you know, because these, these the bakers who are wonderful bakers who bake almost every day, they get thrown into the, the furnace of this show, the pressure, the anxiety, the stress, and bakers who wonderfully do nor- normally do wonderful things, it, it just falls apart sometimes. And as I'm watching there and being tempted, I'm thinking, wow, this is a, an interesting commentary on Lent. Because when we get to Lent, really what we're trying to do in Lent is just intensify what we're already doing. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And yet, with just sometimes a little intensification of saying no to sweets or, or taking on extra prayer, a couple days in and we're totally discombobulated. We're totally thrown off of our game. And you know, brothers and sisters, this is life. Life is a mixture between the wilderness and the desert and the verdant pastures. We come in between the two regularly. And Jesus shows us in the gospel today the importance of going into the desert. In fact, the last three weeks we've had sequentially Jesus being out in the wilderness. And anyone who's ever had any experience of camping or or going out into the wilderness knows that even if you're greatly trained and skilled, when you lose those lifelines and tethers that support you in everyday life, the stress, the tension, the difficulty builds. And we know this last year in many ways, what it's like to be in the desert, to be isolated, to be alone, to be separated. We know what it's like also to suffer in new and profound ways. To also watch our community, our country, our world be divided so easily and readily along ideological and political lines. In many ways, we know what this desert is like. But just like Jesus, we are tempted in the wilderness, in the desert. We are tempted by the evil one who tries to convince us that it's better to go back to the way things were. To put that seed in our head, well, if I gave up on the Lord, it'd be a lot easier if I could have meat on Fridays or if I could eat that pie or whatever. The devil plays tricks on us in the wilderness. But the better side, the God's covenant, is always through the cross. Jesus endures the temptation and the challenges of the wilderness to proclaim the kingdom, to heal the sick, to call all of us to repentance and new life. But that leads to the cross. But every cross with Jesus also leads to the joy of Easter Sunday. And so we are called, we are challenged by the Lord today to go into the wilderness. To not be afraid of what is out there. To take on those challenges that come along with it. In the first reading, we hear the very end of the story of Noah, of which we are all so familiar. We don't hear the first part, though, which was when God tells Noah to build the ark. Noah is scorned and derided for following God's commands. And not only that, when he and his family and the animals get on the ark, then they have to endure 40 more days of a maelstrom. And yet at the end of all of this, gazing upon with love the fidelity of Noah... 
God makes an eternal covenant with him. And so too he does with us. God's covenant with us is unbreakable. No matter what we have done, no matter what we will do, God will never stop loving us. God will never stop willing our good and our salvation. God will never yield in his chasing after us. But sometimes, oftentimes, we must also choose to go in to the unknown, into the wilderness, so that we might be strengthened. In the second reading from the first letter of St. Peter, we hear this. Christ suffered for sins once, the righteous for the sake of the unrighteous, that he might lead you to God. When Jesus went into the desert, you were in his mind and on his heart. When Jesus was tempted and chose to follow the will of the Father, he did so for you. You not in the plural sense, but you specifically. He thought of you and he loved you. This is the measure of God's love for you and for me, brothers and sisters. So that when we are in that desert, when we are in that wilderness, we are never alone. We are never forsaken or abandoned. In fact, that is when God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are closest to us. As we heard in the, de- in the gospel, the Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert. Jesus had perfect union with the Father and the Spirit in the desert, and so too do we. So too do we, when we but follow his will and listen to his promptings. But it's not easy. And frankly, I'm not trying to be a pessimist, because I'm actually very optimistic about the future of this parish, the church, the world. But I don't think we're out of the desert by a long shot, brothers and sisters. Yes, the pandemic, God willing, in a few months, will be back to relative normal. I pray that every day. I haven't prayed that every day for a year. But I pray that. And it seems more and more likely. But the wilderness is not far behind us. Because we're entering and going back into a world that has been absolutely torn apart by ideological and political divisions. And those divisions impact our church. And those divisions impact this parish. And those divisions impact our friends and our family. And not only that, the pandemic has acted as a catalyst on those things. It has ramped it up, and social media makes it even more undesirable to be with people who think differently than us. And not only that, but if we look at the demographics of our church, we're going to be in for a difficult decade. Trust me, it's not going to be easy. It's going to require a great deal of sacrifice and perseverance on our part. But here's the beauty. No matter the desert, no matter the challenge, Jesus leads the way and is there for us. Thanks be to God. Jesus went there for us so that no matter what is in front of us, we can confidently and with hope and great love follow him and trust that he is leading us to something better. Even if we know not what that is, we do know the way. Jesus. He has shown us the way. He shows us the way. And Lent is a great way for us to get back on the way if we have strayed. To pray and to pray every day. To fast, to grow in self-denial. 
to give alms, to lift up and to support financially and with time, talent, and treasure, the church, and especially this year, the poorest of the poor. If you haven't taken a CRS rice bowl, please do so and support those who are most in need in the world, who have been devastated, just as you and I have, by this pandemic. But not only that, the Lord just doesn't say, here's this 40 days of intensification. He gives us his body and blood, soul and divinity in the Eucharist. He gives us his perfect gift of mercy in the sacrament of confession. He gives us his word so that we can immerse ourselves in his life and in his heart through prayer every day and reading with scriptures. He never abandons us. He is always there with us, especially in the wilderness. And so, brothers and sisters, this is the time. This is the time of fulfillment. When Jesus speaks, he speaks in history, but he speaks for eternity. When Jesus reigns from the cross, it is an eternal sacrifice. When Jesus calls us to repentance and to believe in his gospel, he is calling us right here and right now and for all of history. This is that time to follow Jesus, to strive to be a holy saint. God created you because the world needs you as a saint right now. Your friends, your family need you to be a saint. The church needs you to follow Jesus. This is that time of fulfillment. And as difficult and as tempting as it can be to think we need to go back, we need to cling to what has kept us safe, the Lord is calling us forward into the ark to trust him, that even as we go forward, he will show us the way. He will keep us safe if we but follow after him with faith, hope, and love. This is the time of fulfillment. Repent and believe in the gospel.